0: And welcome to another exciting episode of Tales from the Podcast, the bi-weekly, terrifyingly fun podcast where me, your host JB, reads, watches, and reviews every episode of the HBO hit series, Tales from the Crypt. And I usually do that with a guest. And this week, I have Nash on from the Paranormal Punchers podcast.
2: What's going on?
0: Hey, Nash, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am doing very, very well. So um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man?
2: Well, let's see. Uh, Nash Charter here. Let's see. I'm here in beautiful Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where we normally get together and record for Paranormal Punchers, uh, where we're talking about everything paranormal, Conspiracy theory, you know, a lot of, of cryptids creeping around and mutations and government conspiracies. You know, the you know the good stuff, the normal stuff, you
1: know.
0: Right. Normal, like pudding skin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. Yeah, the pudding skin. <laughs> uh, I'm a frequent listener myself. Uh actually it was um Paranormal Punchers, if you listen to episode one of my show was um I admitted it was the first show I ever got into. Yeah? Nice. yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge fan. So uh, you know, go ahead, continue, man. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: no, it's just I, I'm glad to hear. You know, uh, uh, one of my co-hosts, Mark. Uh, I think he's been on the show. You know, yeah. it, it, it's he always gives me so much crap for my for my food analogies, but I, I I'm right on. I think I'm right on the money with the whole pudding skin. You know,
0: yeah, he, 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 you're not ahead. wrong.
2: <laughs> uh, it's not perfect. So. Aside from that, you know, let's see, you know, uh, and, uh, let's see, husband, father, the whole nine yards here, and just just excited to just to jump in and start getting to the to the podcast, you
0: know. Right. Well, I, I'm pretty excited myself too. So let's go ahead and let uh, keep, keep the show going, man. What got you into tales? Crip? What made you want to start watching the show?
2: Well, I started watching Tales from the Crypt, oh man, I was like 10. I mean, I was I was around, I mean, granted, I'm, I'm about 44 now. So I was around watching this when it was brand new on TV. And we watching it like, oh, my gosh, this Crypt Keeper freaked me out. It was, you know, back in the day. And now after uh, uh, watching it now, the animatronics and whatnot, it's like, Wow, this this really freaks me out. Man, I was a serious pussy back in the day. Oh my, was, oh my <laughs> gosh, what is this? How could this freak me <laughs> out? But yeah, I watched it. Let's see, jeez, I I don't. It's hard to pinpoint if I watched the whole run, but I remember getting up when HBO was just hot. It was brand new, and it was like, oh, did you watch Hills from the Crypt*? Oh, it was crazy. There was this twist at the end, and. Uh yeah, and it was it was freaky and I loved it. I loved it back then and even now. That was a lot of fun
0: yeah I, I couldn't agree more dude i well I, clearly i love the show I, you know you gotta love the show to make a show about the show yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. But, but yeah dude it, it was a lot of fun and i i honestly think that like with these animatronics you know even going back and watching them nowadays and, and i'm younger than you so keep in mind that so i'm, I'm really desensitized to like the newer stuff you know so yeah. i it like, the older stuff really looks bad to somebody, you know, my age usually. But the animatronic work that they did on Tales from the Crypt was actually pretty amazing. And, um, you know, Tom Holland was partially behind a lot of that stuff because of his work on Child's Play and everything. He brought a lot of the work that they did with Chucky over to what they were doing with the Crypt Keeper. Even the eyes are the same eyes.
2: Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second. You're telling me after Spider-Man helped defeat Thanos... He
0: Went back in time to help
1: direct these shows. Oh, yeah, dude. He's uh, a job,
0: <laughs> right?
2: right? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Who knows?
0: That definitely will fit into your show. You guys are gonna have to do an episode of the time traveling Tom Holland and see yeah, what the hell's been going on with this <laughs> guy. I gotta write
1: this down. That's a
0: great idea, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, uh, he. He definitely did that, and it's, it's amazing how even after getting his ass whooped by Thanos and, uh, you know, still being able to make another sequel without giving any spoilers, because right, we already know right. another sequel, at least, <laughs> he was able schedule. to still go back and do Child's Play. That's, That's amazing. Right. Oh,
2: well, God. and, I mean, it, the the Child's Play series, so I saw the first couple of those guys also, and... Man, back in the day, that stuff was super freaky, seeing that little doll run around, little Chucky doll run around, and like this now with the Crypt Keeper, and you're right, at that time, that was like cutting-edge stuff, you know? The, right. The fact that they had all the, the animatronics on the face, and like the Crypt Keeper, where they integrated somebody's arms, you know, behind with the animatronics, so you got the full, uh, was a gesticulation? I think that's the word, That's a that's the big word of the day.
1: It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow! so now we're going to be more like Pee Wee's Playhouse. So anytime the right. word comes out, we got to scream. Ah!
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the mix of those two was was absolutely fantastic. And uh, and what else? I mean, you did Chucky. So I'm trying to think of what else happened at that time.
0: Um. Well, not only did he do Chucky, but he did Thinner, as well as the original Fright Night. and that's Those are just things he directed. You know, he also did a lot of writing, too. He did the um, Fright Night remake. Um, I believe just the first one. He did not do anything with the Fright Night 2 remake. But he did write the original Fright Night 1 and 2, as well as Psycho 2. Which Ugh. wasn't as good as Psycho 1, but... <laughs> but it was still pretty psycho, so, you know. Yeah, it was very psycho. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. Wow. But, um... Now, hey, you song. know, we talked about the director. Oh, dude, yeah, he was very ahead of his time, dude. And, uh, I'll be honest with you, Child's Play was probably... I'd say it was the first real horror movie, but, like, the second movie to really skip. Sca- air me as a kid i was probably about four years old when my dad watched that well i mean if I mean, you think about it too uh, we would,
1: even
2: now when you're out and about what is it i was just out with my son who's turning 13 and he was talking about looking for a chucky doll and it's like that the chucky that doll is still in the pantheon of today and it, it's just amazing that something like that could go so far and they're still doing movies
0: Oh yeah, not only that though, but they're getting ready for um I believe a TV show oh as well. God. And um you know, they they just had a sequel to their like original series what like 2 years ago yeah. and now they're actually doing an entire reboot with Mark Hamill doing the voice which I think is going to be amazing.
2: That's going to be awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, for all those that don't understand, you got to remember Mark Hamill voiced the Joker. He's the the Joker. dude could be creepy as shit, you know, <laughs> he is the Joker
2: there, there. there, I mean, other people have come like Heath Ledger was the Joker in person, but the voice of the Joker was Mark Hamill. I mean, oh, it was just yeah. it, it's the only one, you
1: know,
0: all right, I agree. Guy. But just that voice that he was able to do for that really makes me think that this new Child's Play is going to be pretty cool.
2: Ah, it's going to be awesome.
0: Right. Well, at least I'm really hoping for it to be. I've always been a huge fan of the Child's Play series. And, you know, even some of these newer cheesy ones. But, you know, I I also (laughs) like Three Headed Shark Attack. So (laughs) what does my opinion really matter? (laughs)
2: I just think it's amazing that something created back in the 80s, I mean, this is what, 20, 30 years later, and it's still going, and people still love it, it's still just as much of a cult classic, just like Tales from the Crypt, it's still going, people are still watching these things, I think
0: it's amazingly cool. Yeah, it definitely is, dude, and I, I love it. And hopefully these series won't end anytime soon. You know, I I really enjoy what's been going on. You know, they, they even did, um what was that, a newer Leprechaun. I didn't think that was that bad either. Ah, you know? Leprechaun was awesome back in the day. <laughs> right, oh but did, did you see the newer one where they continued? I... They, they they pulled a Halloween where they made, a, like, a number two from the original. Oh, Really? Yeah, yeah, it was um it wasn't bad, dude. I, I I but I you know like I said before, I also like three-headed shark attack. So just take my opinion as that stands, you know. <laughs> oh,
2: that was it. It was like Leprechaun. Oh my gosh. I saw that. I think it was the first two Leprechaun movies. And it's like if you ever need like just something to put up in the background that if you watch it for about 10 seconds, you're going to be like what in the fuck is this you put that in the background because that's a leprechaun movie
0: right you, you you go in uh as long as you go past like number three it's almost as good as putting a stand-up on for the background sound right. it's right. amazing I, I think four is still probably one of my favorites you know he doesn't go to space very often but when he does man is it amazing
2: oh man uh kind of that whole that whole genre of like horror movies, Leprechaun, Child's Play, I mean they're they're, they're just fantastic. They'll never go away.
0: Introduce what episode
1: we're doing.
0: <laughs> 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 it's called Lover, Come Hack to Me. Now this one aired june twenty first of nineteen eighty nine, and it's based off of the Haunt of Fear issue number nineteen comic. So uh yeah, now we can continue from there. So that's introduced. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So um, we we talked about the director. Now this right here was also written by Michael McDowell. Now, do you know who he is?
2: I know the name, but I've I've never been as much of like like a dive into the the, the writers and directors of movies up until recently. So uh, not so much.
0: Right. Well, um let me give you an idea. He did some of the um episodes as well as the movie for Tales from the Dark Side.
1: Okay. He
0: wrote um thinner. Okay. He wrote Beetlejuice. Okay. And he was an associate writer for Nightmare Before Christmas as well.
2: Oh, so it's like so basically... the, the, the guy's
0: pretty famous.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, that's basically, I've seen almost all of that except for the Thinner movie. So, okay. Right.
0: Makes sense. I I, I didn't mind Thinner. It it wasn't like an all-time favorite. And keep in mind, when I do a lot of these things, I I skip over a lot of the stuff that I personally don't like. So the things that I see are like personal favorites more than anything else. And, uh, you know, he, he's also done a lot of just random TV shows. But, you know, when you talk about people who are doing writing in Hollywood, you're going to have that all over the place.
2: Right, 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 right. They always have guest writers come in because it's good to have a larger name come in and, and put a little uh, extra spice on an episode.
0: Oh yeah, and for some reason, Tales from the Crypt was really able to pull in quite the star power, especially for like the directors and writers for every one of these. There's been some pretty prolific people that have been part of making this show. Wow.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I'm telling you what, it was a. It's going back and watching it now. I, I, it aside the, the from the 80s, like everything about it, the story itself was like that's a pretty damn good story
1: right they
0: they and, and keep in mind like these stories are almost word for word damn near from these comic issues right. so realistically we these stories are holding up for 80 plus years by now considering that majority of these were written between 1950 and
2: 1955 yeah that's what when i was reading that when i was going back and looking at the comic when he said what was it he went back in time the 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 guy who played the new husband was having his his dream sequence thing and go back to the twenties, and then he came back and he said, Oh, now I'm back in the present in nineteen fifty six or something yeah. like that and was like, "Whoa, oh my gosh, this is that old holy oh Lord.
0: yeah and and they were very, very clear on referencing what year a lot of it was too like I noticed on a prior episode they actually had the date printed on a receipt, and it was like nineteen fifty three but huh. it, I, I mean, like, I think it was. I think it was specifically January twelfth, nineteen fifty-three. I'd have to go back in my notes and look it up. But I mean, it was literally that specific. So like, they were always like referencing the time for everything in the comic book, which I thought was pretty cool, and it really gives you an idea of you know, like we were discussing before we started to record, like um, why they made such changes that they did while you right. know continuing to go forward with the TV show in the eighties, which. Right. Still was bit more politically correct and everything, and a little bit more updated from what it was originally. But we're still talking about something from the '80s. So from now, like, there's a lot of stuff that still would piss off some younger people these days.
1: <laughs>
2: Aside from the from the 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 massive amounts of man ass in the show, I, I noticed that there was a, a fair amount of man ass that I didn't really need to see. <laughs>
0: But weren't you happy that you got the chance to? Oh, I
2: was like, like, hey, I, okay, I guess he's doing that right there. All right. Okay, sure, yeah. Oh, more, more. (laughs) That's
0: great. That's great. I'm just happy you didn't turn it off.
2: (laughs) I was like, I was like, okay, if they're giving me this much man-ass, when, I forget the actress's name, but when she, when they get into their thing, I was like, all right, here's the other side. Here we go.
0: Yeah, no. No. Right? No. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. There was a lot of man-ass in this episode. Uh, You know, realistically, you should probably be uh, writing a note to Michael McDowell about that. Because I'm pretty sure he probably specifically wrote that in. Like, there has to be at least two minutes of man-ass in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This this is probably written into his contract. Like, he's allowed to do that.
2: That's right. He's like, "I'm um, looking to review in the contract. Um, I don't see anywhere in here any madass. I
0: need madass. <laughs> I need buns. What's going on? No buns in here." <laughs> that's I imagine that's exactly how it went down. And you know, the producers at the time were like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry, Michael. You could have 2 to 3 minutes of madass in every episode you do."
2: <laughs> that's right. Just just like so the
1: well right just, away.
2: Just tell him to change clothes right in front of the fireplace, Sarah, and just, I'll tell you what, nobody tell him, let's just leave the cameras rolling. Just leave it rolling right behind there. He won't even know.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, beat the 80s, you know, every actor was probably really, really drugged up anyway, so they probably didn't even realize that they even did the episode. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. They probably got away with it without having to worry about it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh, okay. Well, you know, it is what it is. We'll just keep keep
0: rolling with the punches, I guess. <laughs> so, um, you know, from there, uh, well, let, let's go ahead and let's talk about the the. Action. So we got a plumber. She plays Peggy. That's um, the the what new wife, if you will. Right. right. And uh, she's she uh, she hasn't done too many. Like, Like, she's done a few pretty big movies, but uh, not really, like, major roles. I'd say her most memorable one was she was Honey Bunny on Pulp Fiction.
2: Right, right, right.
0: So, like, I I noticed when I was looking over her stuff, you know, that was, like, the one that stuck out to me. But she also had a small role in uh, Joe vs. Volcano, and uh, so I married an axe murderer. But... um. It's she, pretty much like the majority of her career.
2: The, 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 I think that the role that she played in in this episode was pretty pretty parallel to a lot of the other roles. She she plays this role like quiet demure, turning psycho kind of a thing. That's a good niche for her, I believe. She she really I think she
1: really yeah
2: did. you know she's got that that quirkiness so where it's like if she's gonna go nutso on you that's what you need to do it you know I, I i thought yeah well she could do this uh i think what was it Not joe versus the volcano it was in the uh what was that first one that you said
0: um Pulp fiction
2: Pulp fiction yeah because in because she was like the drug she was what's his name eric stoltz's girlfriend or something like
1: that right
0: yeah. Uh, honey bunny. Yeah. yeah. And, you know She was all drugged. Down. Yeah. She definitely. Yeah. She could play that role pretty well. You <laughs> know, for sure. and
2: seeing her here, I was like, oh, right. Right on. So, you know, instantly when, when you turn it on, you're like, OK, I, I, can, I know for a fact that this could go a little sideways because now looking back, that's how she plays. You know, that's what she does.
0: Right, yeah, and, um, you know, for me, like, I, I couldn't even pinpoint who she was, like, at least, like, I couldn't pinpoint what other roles she's did until I looked them up, and then that's when they even started clicking with me, like, it, w- it wasn't a very, like, a memorable face, like, it, w- it was hard for me to actually pinpoint it myself, but, you know, going back, like you're saying and everything, dude, like, yeah, she could play that role pretty damn good, especially after the Pulp Fiction role.
2: Right, right, I thought she was... I actually thought she was somebody's uh, like an Arquette, like she was related to the Arquettes or something like that. You know, she had that same like specific look. But then look, then I was like, no, it's not. She's not an Arquette. But there's so many Arquettes out there that I was like, they do that same genre of can go from normal to crazy pretty quick. And so when I saw her, out I was like, is she an Arquette? I don't know. She could maybe do that, but I don't know. I was wrong. But she still got a little nutty on us. <laughs>
0: yeah but i you know i didn't think about that but you're right dude she uh definitely has that kind of arquette look about her too yeah like, I, I i could see that yeah well um we uh also had a uh, steven shellin or stefan i'm steven stefan I, I don't really know how they like to do those when they have the ph in there <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just so i'll say both <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
2: was, i If mean, you're a normal person steven if you're if you're if you're fancy, or you're in Hollywood. It's Stefan, Stefan.
0: Yeah, Stefan. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think we should call him Stefan. I think that fits best. So <laughs> Stefan <laughs> Schellen, he played Charles. That was like um, he was the husband. Right, right, right. And uh, he he's been into a, a a few you know movies and TV shows as well. Now he, his
2: was I could I could just barely recognize him, but he he was a tougher one for me to place. He was like I have seen him before but I couldn't quite put my finger on it what else, you know?
0: Yeah, were you able to uh, figure out what you thought which one he came from?
2: <sighs> no, no. No. All right. Got well, off. You know, I started taking notes and was like, "You know what? Ah, forget it. His his hair <laughs> was enough to subdue me, you know."
0: Right. So um he he was in Gone in 60 seconds, which was just one of his bigger movies. He was just a car salesman though. But the big thing that he did was uh, he was RoboCop and RoboCop Four, and in the TV show. What? Oh wait, no, my bad. He was in the just the TV show. I'm thinking of Richard Eden, the guy who played Alan. He did the oh. RoboCop. Yeah, but idea. but only in the later ones. Which I didn't realize until going back that there were multiple people that played RoboCop.
2: I thought it was just the one guy.
0: You would think so, but you know, especially I guess you know with them covering up majority of his face, they were able to go cheaper and cheaper on their budget, just, just by lower end actors. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah because uh, I
2: guess all you all you really need is like a jawline and a mouth and jawline, and that's really about it
0: right right yeah that's true but you know even uh so let me go ahead and finish it up that was uh stefan shellin and uh so i'll go drop right into uh richard Al uh richard eden who played allen but he he did uh he was robocop in robocop 4 and in the entire tv series which um i didn't realize the tv series went on as long as it did it definitely made it past one season <laughs> The RoboCop
2: uh, TV series—I don't even remember watching that.
0: It was uh, in '94, so uh, I, I don't know what you were doing in '94, but I was like six years old, so it, it was part of my life.
2: That's why I was—I was, I was in—I was in college at that time. I was—oh uh, my gosh, yeah, that was—that was alcohol and women. Uh, so yeah, I could have missed the RoboCop series pretty easily,
1: right?
0: <laughs> yeah i uh man I, I when i go to college back in the uh probably like 2015 16 yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I went late though as an adult but it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is right <laughs> But um, he was also, um, you know, since you're older, maybe you'll know this one. I wrote this down just because of how many episodes he was part of. He did 290 episodes on a TV show called Santa Barbara, where he played Brick Wallace. I have no clue what this show is. I've never heard of it before in my life. But if you did 290 episodes, that's fucking nuts.
2: That must have been like a soap opera or something. That... Santa Barbara—that had to be some. It had to have been some daytime soap because that's that's all it could be. Because there there was a time back in the day where there was maybe like twenty soaps that were on, and that's all you did if you if you were like sick from school or you were ditching or whatever, you would be at home, and it was like midday was The Price is Right, and then on either side of that was daytime soaps, and then talk shows, and that was it. So that had to be some some daytime show opera thing. Like, I've never even heard of Santa Barbara.
1: Yeah, I
0: I've never heard of it either. Um but other than that, he did a few episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. Which uh-huh. uh was that? I'm sure you remember that. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Huh. Yeah. yeah so he, he's been all over the place. But um we also got uh Lisa Figus in this episode and she plays Aunt Edith. Now um uh, I was actually able to figure out that majority of her stuff was soap operas because I do know what general hospital is. Right. And right. that was one of the big ones. So, after looking her up and everything, like yeah, that was pretty much all she's done was soap operas. Okay. Uh, her biggest role was probably a, a um she played Joyce in the uh Return to Green Acres movie. <laughs> they did a movie. <laughs> Yay, dude. I got surprised left and right while doing my research on this. Like, I'm sitting there like, wait, this guy was in fucking RoboCop 4? Wait, there was more than one RoboCop person as the actor? And then her? Like, like what the fuck's going on with these episodes? Like, I don't even understand it. But I'm learning so much more. And I, I had a lot of fun. Just I, I spent, like, my first day of, like, my notes literally just looking up these people and what they've did. I got so, in, like, into it. Dude. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I got some fucking problems, but like the, the RoboCop thing took me on a mission of going through all four RoboCops and the whole series before continuing my notes about the TV show. <laughs> like, I mean, I went through all of them except for like the newest RoboCop, but I knew he had nothing to do with that one. <laughs>
2: now, you, you did kind of bury the lead there when you said that she was in Return, the movie Return to Green Acres yes that's double insane because i didn't i i didn't even think that there was a green acres movie nonetheless a return to green acres
0: well that's how i felt as well i what, what i think it is is i think after the tv show ended and um i think they did the return as like a tv movie special huh that's the, the only oh, real okay. conclusion so i could about- come up to
2: I'm thinking of like you know like Star Wars and Empire. You know what I mean. I'm thinking like that. Where it's like, oh like, no,
0: no, these like are Green TV Acres, movie actors. <laughs>
2: you know, like Green Acres movie, and then a return to Green Acres, like the revenge or you know, like right. something like that. Back from back from the from the grave. Return to Green Acres two. You know, or <laughs>
0: well, I, I can't know. imagine there being a return to Green Acres right! <laughs> right (laughs) they should put that out now and really fuck it up (laughs) i don't even know how the hell they could do another one man like i don't know how they even did the like i said dude i was so surprised the return to green acres like i wrote that down specifically because i didn't know it even existed i remember the tv show just because my dad made me watch a lot of you know older tv shows growing up so but fuck dude i didn't know that existed I, you know, I don't even think my dad knew it existed and he has all the episodes. So...
2: <laughs> wow, holy moly. That that that's a stunner right there. I'm floored by the fact that there was a return to Green Acres movie. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I've made your year, you're gonna be yeah, searching for really apps you
2: know, <laughs> there was a lot of Robocops and uh, you know, and all the all the eighties movies, but a return to Green Acres movie? Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. Like I said, man, it fucking was, yeah, I, 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 yeah, (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. It, It's, it's definitely one of those where it's like, it almost makes you speechless. Like that existed for real.
2: This is, can you imagine? Wow. What, What an age when you could make something like that and people would green light it going, no, 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 this is a great idea. Let's move forward with it.
1: Right.
0: I know wow i don't i I, I, that's one thing i've never actually been able to figure out is what's gonna sit there and make somebody like really green light a project because i don't i'm assuming just because you know mark's your friend that you get stuck probably watching quite a few uh very under budgeted movies (laughs) i've seen
1: a few i've seen a few
0: yeah and you know don't get me wrong there's a a lot of them that are pretty good where you know people actually really cared about what they're doing yeah but you know you have one or two here and um i'm just going to take a wild guess that you probably seen like a suburban sasquatch Uh, yes yep okay so i'll use that one as an example then how did that get greenlit to go like who was like This is the best idea in the world. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun watching it. It really was fun. And I strongly suggest for everyone to check that out. Because not too often you're going to see Bigfoot with a big old dick.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Someone was like, you know what? This is going to make a lot of money. Let's go forward with it. Right. You know, there was another one I watched. What was it? There was a wolf cop. Um, Oh,
0: that was awesome. I don't have nothing to say about that one bad. That was so much fun wasn't that <laughs> awesome dude i had so much fun with that one did you watch the second one too or just the yeah, i first?
2: didn't i didn't see the second one i saw it come out and i was like oh i need to watch this and i haven't like sat down
0: and watched it yet oh it is so worth it um second one kevin smith sent it for a bit <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i guess uh from what they wrote down like uh the director just asked him to be in it because he was scouting uh, locations for um what's that movie he was um, I'm not sure if it's even still being made. I think it was called Moose Jaw, it was supposed to be part oh, of this. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah. But he was like scouting locations out there and like they would just happened to be filming at the same time and they were able to get him on, which I think's pretty cool. And uh I think uh Matthew Kennedy's actually in the second one as well. Uh you probably would know him from the movie Manborg. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like that that was awesome. And uh actually talking about Manborg, I don't did you ever get a chance to see Astron Six's like small little um Webisode T V show thing called Divorced Dad?
2: No, I haven't.
0: Dude, it is fucking hilarious. And they're actually getting uh well by the time this is released, it probably will be out on Blu ray and D V D then, but it's about this guy who's, like, pretty much just talking about the things you could do as a recently divorced single dad. And it's, it's like, set up, like, an old public access radio show, like, TV show from, like, the 80s and 90s. It's fucking one of the funniest things ever. I think they took it off of YouTube because they got in trouble over a couple of episodes, which kind of, like, a, there was, like, a weird ISIS joke in there, which is probably, oh. yeah, probably offended a couple of people, but it, he was saying it as my sis, like, oh. my sister, so, like, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, so I think you gotta find it on, like, Tubi or something like that, but, dude, fucking <laughs> hilarious shit.
2: That sounds fantastic, I'll
0: find it. <laughs> I, I hope you do, man, and if you do, man, let me know what you think, because I thought it was great. All right. So, um, Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and talk about this episode a little bit. Okay. So, you know, so, this one, um, it opens up with, you know, a, a newlywed couple. Mm-hmm. And um, the the aunt of the woman is obviously kind of a bitch. She's very upset that these people got married. And even on their wedding day, just causing trouble for them, which is probably one of the more disrespectful things I've ever seen at a wedding. Like, I would never imagine seeing that in real life. but no. Man,
2: so I have a question right from the get go. Yes, were they going to their wedding or were they leaving their wedding?
0: They were leaving their wedding.
2: I thought that they were going to their wedding.
0: No, they they were because um, if you notice it in their car when they left, they had the they already had the, had the stuff laying in, yeah, and like the just married stuff, and they were going straight to their uh, their honeymoon destination. Okay, okay,
2: That that's, I was starting off a little confused, because I'm like, she's not really in a wedding dress, but she has flowers, maybe they're like eloping, and they told her, maybe, I, I was, I started off a little baffled by the whole thing, but that kind of puts it in a little perspective there, so let's keep going.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, when when they're in the car, you know, she is talking about, you know, trying. They were saying about, you know, going to the hotel or whatever. They they were, you know, alluding to the fact that they were, you know, they just got married and everything, and they were on their honeymoon. And um, you know, with them driving, it starts to storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I notice it's, it's one of my uh, favorite comments comes around then. You know, he, you could tell the main character Charles. Um, You know, he plays the husband, like I said earlier, and Peggy, who is Amanda Plummer. She plays the wife. But uh, Peggy says to him, I can't read maps. I I actually
2: wrote that down. I actually wrote that down. I I can't read maps. That's my my third notation right there. And I'm like, what?
0: (laughs) It's just such a weird thing to say. like. Just hearing it, I was just like, baffles the fuck out of me. Like, wait a second, I got to rewind this. Like, did she just say, I can't, I can't
2: read maps? I can't read maps. And I'm like, I what? I, I was so baffled by that, you know? And, and so right off the bat, you know, I, I was a little taken back because one of the things I noticed about the the, the aunt, um, when I my first notation there, when she was like grilling them and, and they were getting ready to leave... Um, because they had to establish a bunch of stuff so quickly, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so one of the my first thing that I wrote down here was personal space question mark. Did you notice when she was giving him crap, she was like kissing distance from him?
0: Oh yeah, dude! Right, right on top of him. Right and, on you top know, of. Just, him. It's so mean too. Like, I don't know, like I. I I think there's a time and a place to be able to push somebody back. And I, I don't know if I would have been mad if he would have pushed her in that episode. Like, that was pretty fucking close to it. Well, I know.
2: And it's like I can see if, if like if you're being romantic or something like that, you're that close. Or even if you're in a conversation on like a, and you're in your your TV ratios or four by three and you've got to kind of make it tight. This was not that. This was like I'm giving you shit. But I'm literally about two, maybe three inches from your face, still giving me a shit. And I'm like, if anybody's going to give you a shit and be that close, they run a real risk of some, you know, physicality happening. Do you know what I mean?
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I feel like I probably know more of what you mean than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had a few situations in my life, and that's one of my things. It's like... um. I I don't like people getting close into my face. Yeah, and um, you know, sometimes you have to react to that in certain ways to make sure that it is very clear that they shouldn't do that again.
2: Right, and then and then so once she's in his face and they get in the car and they get, and they're off driving and he's he's kind of establishing that he's a bit of an asshole, you know. And they had to throw it in there about wanting the money and the, and all that good stuff, but um, and then there's a the whole can't read maps, but it seems like in the matter of about I don't know, a half hour, how long you would think that they're in the car, it kind of does turn from day to night. So Yeah. You know, maybe they've been in the car for a little while. It just seemed that like everybody got really happy again after being really pissed off really quite quickly. You know, and it, I don't know. I just saw that and I thought, man, he was kind of pissed off at her for getting in his face and now he's happy but he's still kind of being an asshole.
0: Right. Well, you know, they they kind of um, allude to the fact that he really didn't like. You know, he really is about the money. Right. You know, they, 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 you know, they kind of show that side to him fairly quick. But um, yeah. So they're um, they're driving, and you know, like you said, it a lot of the time obviously passes. They don't really, you know, show exactly how right. long. But, you know, enough time for it to go from, you know, I imagine if they had a wedding, uh, I'm not sure, like, the earliest you could do that, but I'd say the average is probably in between, like, 11 and 1 o'clock. Right, right. So, you know, after a wedding, and, you know, they obviously weren't having, like, a big ceremony afterwards, so what, Then maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then from nighttime, so about, probably, maybe four or five hours in the car.
2: That's a long time in the car, right after you get married. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Yeah, well, the... This was the 80s so I'm That's sure great. plane tickets were probably extremely expensive. Okay. I wouldn't know, I wasn't, saying know, was one.
1: <laughs> right,
2: right. And then and then so so they're driving in the rain, you know, and they come up with a giant tree that had fallen over.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but um before that, did you notice that when she went to grab that map, the the gun came the gun. out? Yeah. yeah. Didn't so yeah, so so you you really know, considering this is the guy's car, you know, that he really could be up to no good.
2: Right, right. Yeah. right. I mean, he, he's established pretty he, – he is established pretty early that he's a piece of shit. Right.
1: right. His, and, and despite, the, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go <laughs> ahead.
2: i was just say despite his beautiful, beautiful, luxurious, long, wavy hair, that really any 80s model is going to be like, wow. You, sir, need a motorcycle and some denim with that long, wavy hair that he had. It was absolutely beautiful, aside from that total asshole
0: <laughs> you definitely have a an infatuation with his hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, i mean, don't get me wrong. I was around in the eighties i was i mean I was a teenager in my in the
0: eighties, you know,
2: I was an early teenager, but man that was that was a head of hair that was a head of hair. Wow. Right. Wow.
0: I did not have hair and by the time that episode came out. <laughs> <laughs> in general. <laughs> yes, in general. None. None. I was freshly uh, released from my mother. That's right. That's
2: right. You, 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 were, you were freshly combined from the alien-human hybrid experiments, and you were hairless at that time.
0: Right, yes, yes. Gotcha. Just in your your typical ugly baby fashion, we all look the same as babies. They're all ugly creatures. (laughs) That's
2: that's right, exactly right.
0: Stop posting baby pictures everywhere. Nobody cares about your kids. (laughs) (laughs) And they all look the same when they're a baby. Post your pictures when they're like two years old and start actually having real features. (laughs) I've had, like, five family members have babies recently, and I'm so fucking tired of baby pictures.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then they pop up on Instagram and Facebook, and yeah, there's, they're, they're everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, there they're is. Everywhere. It's not like I hate babies. I want that clear, but I just don't want to see them. <laughs> I got some of my own, and they're yeah. my pain in my ass. <laughs> sure,
1: sure.
2: <laughs> so she, so the what's her face? She seems pretty. I mean, she seems alarmed. But once he kind of describes the whole, oh, by the way, the the gun I'm gonna kill you with in the glove box. She's like, eh, okay, whatever, sure.
0: Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. The the gun is uh quickly blown off. But you know, obviously, you know, they they were getting really close to that tree. You know, so we'll go yeah. ahead. And- there's a tree in the road. And did you notice how big of a pussy Stefan's character became at that time? Well, he does I does like, not want to go in that rain.
2: Yeah, there was a couple things. For one, dude didn't want to, like, go out there and look. You're right. He was a total pansy. He didn't want to get out of the car and go look. That was the first thing. For two, did you see the size of that dude's football pads he was wearing when he was outside <laughs> facing down that tree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it, it, it like it was maybe it was cuz the rain was like slicking down and wetting his hair, his long luxurious beautiful hair. He, he it looked like his shoulders. He looked like a caricature of like a football player with a trench coat over the pads cuz his head looked so teeny tiny and his shoulder pads were so massive that I thought I was like is he just going to like like tackle the tree? And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, but I got to tell you, I've had to move trees before. There's no chance in hell that that thing is going to move with a guy. They need to get like a crane truck out there for that.
0: Right. Yeah. I. There is no way in hell one single person is going to move.
2: He he move can dri- that tree.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: he can drive into it with his car, and it's still not going to move.
0: I mean, no, just, the, the thing was huge. It was bigger than his car.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there there was no chance at all that he was. And so I don't know if that was like him trying to be gallant or whatnot. Maybe maybe that was part of it too. Is he just got married, trying to be gallant and trying to prove that he's not trying to kill his wife, you know? Right. But him Blanky out there about
0: it the whole time.
2: Yeah, I was just like, oh man, are you are you kidding me? This guy's out there and he's in the rain. Okay, and he's not happy. She's still trying to figure out how to read a map back in the car, but. Yeah even
0: though she already knows where they're going. Right. But you know they 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 go ahead and, you know, really show I guess, you know, in a way they kind of show that right away. So, you know, they they see a fake house and you know, they go ahead and run up there and um right away, you know, they notice the door's locked and um somehow Peggy pretty much knows exactly where this key is.
1: Now
2: they, they did a little like a little sound effect. It was like a whooshing sound effect, like a like a ghost made the key materialize or something like that. You know, it was like whoosh and then the key there was a key. Now I I I took that as like, okay, there's something haunted in this house and not so much like this is a haunted house and not her house. But I see now that I'm looking back, she was totally playing him. So the question that I have was, does, does she get her aunt? Maybe the reason why her aunt was so pissed off was pre-wedding, she was up there cutting down that tree.
0: And, you know, that that would definitely make sense. You know, she she was, um, i say it nicely, she didn't look like she would physically be able to do much of anything, nonetheless, take that tree down. So I can she imagine how a, pissed a off she was actually having to she do was. it. Yeah, yeah. She definitely was. But you know, yeah. I I can see why she'd be pissed off, dude. Anytime I've ever had to take a tree down, I wasn't like my happiest moment in life, you know what I mean? I was I wasn't like, Yes, I gotta take this tree all the way down. No, I was usually like motherfucker, I really have to do this right now. I got like I really so don't. much more I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. I would so much rather be
2: sitting by the pool than taking down this goddamn tree.
0: Right. Know? Uh. <laughs> taking down a tree has never been on like my list of fun things to do man i do enough labor i <laughs> don't want to do more
2: <laughs> so maybe that would yeah i'm I'm trying to like i'm trying to really re put this thing back together that's why she was so pissed off but she was also oh, but but i get now i'm trying to think of this is a whole uh, psychology trip you know was what she was doing to the guy kind of like putting him in this weird mindset for what's going to happen down the road and like a reverse psychology thing. And then you mix that with, she was doing a lumberjack cutting down the tree.
1: Right.
0: Like a power of suggestion type thing. Yeah. 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 I can, I could definitely see that. Like, she, she, Like, realistically, the aunt's just a con artist, and she used to be, like, a, a psychic, so she's really good with that power of suggestion, and she just sitting there putting these ideas in his head to make this plan work better.
2: Yeah, yeah, see, and I, she could have been manipulating it from the background the whole time, you know, maybe the reason why the gun ended up in the glove box, maybe that was his initial intent, but she really brought that on, knowing what was going to happen, you know, I don't know.
0: Right. I, one thing I do wish is I wish that the episode would have uh, been a little bit clearer on how much money he was really looking into to have. Right. You yeah. know, because I, I, like um, without saying anything, like it kind of makes it kind of hard to really determine if that would have been really worth it for him to do it you know <laughs> you don't really know how wealthy these people could be and we really don't even really know what area they live it's really never described so for all i know they could be on like a suburb of mexico city where being the richest person alive had <laughs> means you have like 200 bucks yeah she's got <laughs> a
2: dowry of like a like a thousand bucks in the bank account <laughs> right that house was was actually up for for being condemned their family had to leave it they were forced to leave because of you know, it was in disrepair, so they were gonna tear it down. Everybody declared bankruptcy and he was going in for the money that extra thousand bucks.
0: Right. It really makes the story seem a lot worse than it is. <laughs> it's like wait, this guy did this for a thousand bucks? What a like, dumbass. Wow. Wow.
2: A thousand bucks in the eighties, wow, huh? Right. Okay. Right, yeah, what's
0: that though. Now though, that's like forty thousand now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not even that.
2: It's probably
1: like eight. Right. If
0: if that, you know, it's I don't think money is a, but they what inflation's probably had. Well, I don't know. Eighties has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forget how old I am sometimes. I feel young every time I talk to you guys, but yeah <laughs> anytime i start really thinking about stuff and looking in the mirror at that receding hairline i don't think i'm there yet yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
2: welcome to the club my friend
0: welcome to the club <laughs> so uh anyways uh you know peggy finds the key so they go ahead and go on in and right away they are talking about you know wanting to use the phone and this is something I found interesting. You know, obviously it was like some product placement, but Peggy's talking about how she wants to call AAA. Right. I did not know AAA was around back then. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. AAA's been around since forever. They've oh, man. Since like the 50s. I mean, they've been around forever, forever. But you're right. That was straight up. I caught that, too. It was like, call AAA. <gasps> Sponsors of the show. Here you go. Right,
0: which is weird because, like, I guess, well, not really. The only way you could actually have a sponsor would be to actually put it into the show because there was no commercials, so. Right,
2: right. Yeah, because it was one solid block.
0: Yeah, yeah, which, uh, man, you know, back then, if you look at these release dates, you know, I've talked about it before, the entire first season came out in, like, a month. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. they they just pumped them all out like the first like three or four or I believe they the first three had the same air date. Huh. So, yeah, it was crazy back then. Then, but that's a lot, you
2: lot of you really, uh, know crunching down and cranking out some scripts real fast, and then all of a sudden, okay, it's like okay, let's film. We got everybody.
0: Right. They must have had everything pretty much ready and good to go, like as soon as they started or something, because there's. That just, I don't know, it doesn't happen like that nowadays. Like, hell, it took two years just to do that last season at Game of Thrones.
2: Right, right, right. But, uh, no. Did you Did you find it all alarming how they went from breaking and entering to sex in about three minutes?
1: Um,
0: I don't know. I, I kind of always hope that's how things are going to go, personally. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like... Because Always that I start something, at three minutes later, there's sex involved. There's sex
1: involved.
2: You know, there's man-ass and sex. And, you know, for me, you know, looking back, it was like, okay, so this was her family's house, so she was really comfortable. But wasn't he instigating the sex? He was instigating the sex, not her.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, you know, did you also notice that every time they went to a specific room, that the rooms that they went to were the only ones that weren't into, um, like, disarray?
2: Yeah. Like there was wallpaper coming off the off the walls. Everything was like nasty except for when they went went to the bedroom where they went into that that study where the fireplace was and yeah, there was fire already made and the tinder and the paper was already wadded up in the whole nine yards and the couch right there. But you're right. The the, the, the action rooms, you know, they were all like oh they're pretty nice.
1: Right.
0: You know? It it's kinda like they're getting you um, you know, little clues. To every little detail, you know, right. finding the key right away, then every room she wants to go to is like magically just ready to go.
2: And yeah. I, I thought that that battle axe, I mean, I, you know, now in hindsight, we've seen some pretty good like twists, you know, you know, we, you know, we have watched movies by M. Night, Shamalama Ding Dong who did some really good twists that got a little softer later in his career. You know, we've we've seen a lot of movies with some good stuff in it.
1: Right.
2: Now coming back and you walk into a room and seeing that, Oh, look at that chintzy ass. I guess it's a battle axe. I I would not consider that a battle axe, you know, uh, just from the style that it was an axe. Yes. But uh, it, it was like, if we could just foreshadow this little battle axe, that's sitting on the mantle. And, and then the mantle above it, the, the work, the wall behind it, where there would usually be like a portrait of a family or a crest or a crest with battle axes or swords or something like that. There was just a freaking axe on a mantle up there.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I, you know, maybe this right here also maybe explains like my, my age a little bit more. But if you really think about it, it looks pretty similar to, like, uh, if you've ever played any kind of, like, um, RPGs or, you, yeah. know, you know, specifically let's go with, like, uh, like um, the Elder Scrolls, like the yeah. Morrowind and stuff like that. It yeah. does very much so resemble a two-handed battle axe.
2: Well, I don't know. I
0: It might not have as big of a blade on it, but it's definitely, you know, you, you don't look at that axe and like, oh, yeah, that's just for chopping wood. Well, yeah. no, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely for that. chopping people. Like, There's no <laughs> denying that. Yeah,
2: like an executioner's axe, almost.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. I guess, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always imagine the executioner axes as those really, really big ones. But I watch a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch a lot of, like, like, medieval fantasy movies. So.
2: I just thought it could have been the 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 axe just kind of sitting there it looked like it i mean the way they played it later in the show with like the shadow from the, that was around the axe to, to showing the outline of it when it was gone you know
0: right it looked like the wall was almost burnt a little bit behind yeah. it yeah so.
2: yeah and i i was just thinking like in hindsight i was like well like i don't know i would have liked to see like like a like a family crest with axes on the bottom of it or Do you know something like you would see in an old study if there's like a a sword on the wall another sword on the other side of the wall because you wouldn't just store your axe there it would be like a decoration so you would decorate your room around this thing you know what i mean
1: um yeah i uh,
0: how do you how is your battle axe on the wall do you have your family crest up there well, uh, i'm <laughs> trying try to just imagine like the whole situation like cause <laughs> I, I don't think i have a family crest and if i do like they've been hiding it from me for a very long time but i also know if i have a battle axe the only place logically to put that's on the wall nowhere else makes sense
2: no and i i i i, I agree with that but it's the fact that normally if you would use uh something on the wall like a sword or something like that you would have like Two swords and they would be crisscrossed, you know what I mean? Or right. if it was an axe, you would have a couple of axes around, mixed with other armaments, and not just a lone battle axe just sitting on the mantle.
0: Yeah, well, that was probably a really expensive one. I can't imagine buying all those would be, you know, very easy to do at once to have the whole collection up there. Maybe they just started their battle axe collection, and that was the only one they had. <laughs>
2: And then, yeah. So they, just, so that's what it is. Is the mother, who you know, down the road, who in, in history had hacked up the father or whatever. You know, she, they, they together, they were just like, you know what, brand new house. The guy left. Let's just start decorating with battle axes. And oh, they left one here.
1: Well, Let's just start. Sounds
0: that. perfect. It makes <laughs> perfect sense to me. I do not see one flaw in that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess I just need a little context, you know.
0: Well, all right. well, you know, I, I don't know if it's, you know, up to me to apologize for them, but I'm sorry <laughs> Tales from the Crypt let you down with that feature. <laughs> they really should have went back and explained why this battle axe was really there.
2: Why was there a battle axe yeah. randomly sitting there? I got yeah. it, there's a lot of trees around, but you're right, it's not a wood cutting axe. That's we... meant for hacking people up.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, you know, hence the title name. <laughs>
1: That's right,
2: exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: So, uh, you know, after they show off the axe and everything, they go upstairs. And, you know, that's where we're really seeing, like, how shitty this house is, how torn up it is. Right. And that, that, that wallpaper, it it almost didn't look like wallpaper the way it was even torn up and everything. Like, it just looked like the wall itself and the drywall was starting to pull up and, like, right. Run. Like, it looked like it has been abandoned for. You know, probably significantly longer that they're implying because, you know, drywall doesn't disintegrate like that the way it was showing.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right because if it was some kind of crazy wallpaper, it it didn't – I agree. It didn't look like wallpaper peeling. It looked like the house was getting ready to fall over because the walls were coming down.
0: Right. Like, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with doing, like, construction, but, like – you know just doing a lot of the kind of stuff that I've done for a living, like it looks almost like somebody didn't have a roof, and there was just major amounts of water damage yeah. to drywall over maybe a twenty year period of time
2: oh I agree i that that's a perfect assessment, you know because that you're right open environment to interior walls with wallpaper on them that would have
0: done that. Right, yeah, and the wallpaper would hold the chunks of the drywall together enough to right. make it do that. So, well, you know, but then again, you know, we could just be really overthinking this episode of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> they probably came up with the idea in 10 minutes, but it took me 25 minutes to come up with why they did it, which isn't even real. I just made that shit up. So.
1: <laughs> right,
2: and I'm the whole time I'm sitting there going... You know, they could get a scraper in there, and in you know, a day's work. make that Take that down on the drywall, repaint it. it look gorgeous.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. It, it, well, it's a <laughs> vacant house, too, though, so I don't know. I, like, I'm not sure how, like, well, they don't explain where they live. Like, I, I know, like, if you go, like, about an hour north of me, there is, yeah. like, squatter rights and stuff in, like, um, Detroit. And I know that if you actually stay in some of these places long enough, the city will kind of just pass them along to you because there's just so many abandoned buildings and everything out there so you might have to pay the taxes and the shit on that and you know you know bring it back up to date but maybe they were going to do something like that
2: maybe that would house. be that would be very plausible that i
0: like that idea i like that That's I, do, I do too like i have never once found an abandoned house and like you know growing up a boy you know, and I, I'm sure you might have similar stories, probably not, because too many people do the shit I did. But, you know, eventually, you know, you get into, like, the wrong crowds, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going, you know, partying at a young age, and there's always, like, that abandoned house or something, you know, where you guys get all get together, or get yeah. fucked up, and whatever. you know, never once was a abandoned place a mansion, and I don't know right. how the fuck I never got lucky enough for that.
2: Yeah, you, you're right, because they would never, they'd be like, they're just these little dumps that you go through, and you're like, oh, yeah, I would never, ever even be in this house, because look at over at the corner there, someone took a piss and took a shit over in the corner, and this, this is a piece of shit at a house anyway, so I'm not going to be here. You're not going to find some old, abandoned mansion with some, you know, peeling paint or peeling wallpaper. No. That, that'd be
1: nice.
0: My experiences were more like, okay, we got into this warehouse. There, there's some dudes sleeping there in the corner. Where's all the wires and the pipes are gone? There's glass all over the place. We should probably just go. <laughs> like, this
2: is not as fun as I was hoping it would be.
0: Right? Like nobody <laughs> even left the damn chair. There's just a homeless guy sleeping here. This is this is bad. Yeah, you learn quick around here to just not do that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Find the weird—that's for right, sure. Right.
2: Now, did you notice? Now, again, in hindsight, because I, I, I did—I took—I took my notes throughout the show, and then now in hindsight, I want to go back and adjust them. But I'm watching these as if for the first time, and I'm thinking to myself, "This girl is really—I mean, she wants to get it on with her new husband, but then she doesn't want to get it on." but I thought, she's really specific about her fantasies.
0: Yes, like everything that she's doing, she's bringing them to, like I said, these pristine rooms, yeah. everything specific on what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, where it needs to be done. Yeah. And, you know, she, she even, you know, says it multiple times, you know, like it needs to be perfect. And she has that weird accent that I can't do because I'm not good at voices, but she says it all weird as shit, you know what I mean? But she says it so many times in this episode, like, you know, she's obviously made it very clear. The bitch has a really bad OCD problem. (laughs) (laughs) She did
2: offer medication and she's got really bad OCD.
0: (laughs) Right, and this guy really got the shit into the stake. He's sitting there like, "Yes, she has all this money. I can do all this stuff." And then he did not realize it was going to take him like a whole fucking year to even get laid. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they mentioned you know she is a virgin then, so not only like did he go through with all this stuff with a girl that's obviously fucking insane, right. but he didn't even get any of the crazy sex along the way.
2: But I, but I do got to say when she when they finally got up to the bedroom yeah you're right it was it was pristine up there the bed was made it was uh uh it was perfect that bedroom was very nice someone had left maybe five crates worth of candles there uh okay well it looks like your auntie was up here again doing it right
0: thing. she she obviously had to fix the walls too and, right. and paint She, she, she was to was the carpet the floors even.
2: She right. had, had a whole crew out there cutting down the trees. She right. had inside spackling, somebody decorating them with candles, setting up the fire. She had
0: to do like $40,000 worth of renovations just to make this possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, damn, they did really not think that through. They could have just done it at a hotel room. <laughs>
1: like, well,
2: and and also, I don't know if you caught this, but, you know, they had said, well, nobody had been in the house for like 20 years, right? Right. And, and the phone didn't work because you nobody know, has been in the house for 20 years. So that means that not only did the ants cut down the tree, refinish the rooms, put the candles down, redid the, the living room and made the, the, the fireplace ready to be used. She also flipped the circuit back on the house so that they could use power in this house that nobody's been in for 20 years. Right. Because there were no cell phones. So that's a landline. And landlines need power.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I remember those from the first few years of me being alive. Yeah. We had those for a little while. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm telling you. And they're like, oh, but then they're like, nobody's been here, but the power, so on? I don't think so. Somebody's running power, hmm. so somebody's going to be paying for that.
0: Maybe we are thinking about this backwards. Maybe they live there, and instead of doing all this and spending all this money to make this work, maybe the aunt actually went through and destroyed the house really quick and only left those few rooms alone and then just oh. turned off the landline and called them. Oh, I,
2: I I like where you're headed with that. We got exactly the opposite because that's a lot of labor while planning for a whole wedding.
0: Right, you got- not to mention, you know, I'm sure she had to pay for the wedding and you know, it, it's significantly cheaper to destroy than to you know create. I'm gonna,
2: so I'm going to change gears. I like where you're headed with that.
0: Right, and, you know, not to mention, like, you know, and, and I'm fucking, I'm going to spoil a part of it, but, like, not to mention, like, you know, you, you get married and everything for a reason, you know, you're going to want to start a family. So, you know, they make it pretty clear she wants a kid. Right. And, um... That's going to cost more money, too. You can't be sitting there doing all the shit that they're doing while paying for renovations while trying to plan all this out. There's no way in hell. There's a lot of logistics to happen in there, you
2: know?
0: Right. And, you know, people don't realize those kids are expensive. I would agree.
1: agree. Very.
0: It's not like getting a dog. People are wrong.
2: Now, I don't know about you, but I I did find about midway through this episode that The show did take finally a correct move that was right on the money. Uh, It it finally kind of righted itself a little bit. Um, And it was as soon as they were getting up into the bedroom, she went off into the bathroom. Now she knew which room was the bathroom. So that was my first hint that she knew where everything was other than the candles. Right. Right. Uh, Was that when she changed And she changed – and she was, like, rolling up her stockings and everything. When she came out, I was like, yes, thank you. Finally, something looks correct in this show because she looks smoking hot now. I would not put that as evil. I would put that as the right direction right there. You go, girl. You go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, you know, I – I I can't agree more her voice kind of like did it for me a little bit like there was something about the way her voice sounded that was just I don't know it was a little off but you're right you know she got really really hot after that and I don't know how they did such a quick transformation of her because it wasn't like a you know Clark Kent thing like oh he took his glasses off now it's a new person like no this chick had to have been in there for a while working at what she did. But, you know, she, she definitely came out way hotter. Oh, and, you okay. know, like, in a whole different mood, too. So, yeah. on top of the OCD, you, got, you know, she's bipolar as well.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> by the end the of this episode, this chick's going to have some really big problems, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's insane. Like, this guy's so fucked up.
2: He's screwed up. I don't know. I was half thinking, it's like, okay, so... Your your new wife goes in there and she's got her her white like night outfit on and she comes out uh, assuming you know in the show time she came out in like five minutes but real life it, she was in there probably with a team of people getting herself all done up and it probably took about an hour hour and a half before she came out oh yeah and, and but if she came out in only five minutes as the show would suggest this guy. Has got, is, it, is it narcolepsy? Did he, did he, like, mean to fall asleep right after getting in the sex bed completely naked, waiting for her to show up? He was, like, asleep.
0: Uh, well, I I can't really say too much about that one myself. I tend to, like, you know, after a long day, man, you just lay down. It's kind of hard to stay awake sometimes.
1: <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> exhausted? Right, you know. <laughs>
0: They didn't show it, but you know that this guy obviously lived in like a medicinal state. He probably got really high before he laid down the first time and just just passed out, waiting on her. You know, okay. like obviously it took her an hour. Like you're going to get bored. There's no electronics back then. You know, they didn't have their little iPhone to bring up That's their games true. or, you know, like he had nothing to do. And I didn't see any books really. Like he like. Yeah, he was just stuck there. So, yeah, yeah I, I can definitely understand it.
2: You know you know what? Now that you put it that way, I, I, I kind of like where you're headed with that one, too. Because, you know, you're right. He got married. That day has been a whirlwind. He ran through the storm. He tried to tackle a tree in his shoulder pad football uh, <laughs> Got in, you know, started a fire, got absolutely naked, pranced around a while, butt-ass naked. And now the guy's just like, you know what? I'm like, I just need to get like a power nap, like like a minute or two. Just give me a minute. So maybe she was in there for an hour and he was out there sawing logs, revitalizing. Who knows?
0: Right. I I can't say I would do anything different.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> God knows that I come home from work, and I'll also on the couch watching TV, and all of a sudden I'll wake up and the, and the show will be over. And,
0: yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure you. Yeah, dude, it, it happens. It was, you know, I'd say probably about five years, six years into having your first kid. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, like, no matter what happens, like, as soon as you lay down, you're done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Like, growing up, i see my dad do it all the time, dude. My dad had a lot of kids, but, like, I never understood it. It's like, like, you've been up for, like, four or five hours. You did yeah. your thing or whatever, and, and you're going to watch TV. You don't want nobody to turn the channel, damn it, because you'll wake up for that. But... <laughs> like, like, like he, he's out cold 10 minutes after laying out every fucking time <laughs> so yeah I, maybe it's just something part of my life but yeah, i see it a lot
2: yeah. so the guy was really just he was just tired he was just whooped that's hey. all he was just had a long day needed a nap and she came out looking smoking hot which is really what all of our dreams are
0: oh know. yeah yeah so um you know, they, they they end up having sex, and did you notice, like, how, like, I don't know, nowadays, this would definitely not fly after the Me Too movement, but he, he talks to her, he's like, so you're a virgin or whatever? Yeah. He says, yeah. So he just fucking starts pounding super hard, like, yes. man, what a fucking dick! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they were like, and, and yeah, because I worked down on there, there was two things. One, it was like, There was a lot of like tongue action happening. Oh yeah. Open camera, like I know, we're gonna do this some tongue work right now. And then I I I'm don't know about you, I'm kind of a a Star Trek fan, okay? And there there's something that happens when I whenever like a Klingon warrior dies. They they all put their heads back and they scream to say that there's a warrior coming. You know, warrior coming to the afterlife. Hmm. And in this video when they both kind of climaxed in the uh, in the sex scene there there was a lot of like not just like moaning and enjoyment they were like screaming
0: right yeah I, I actually have that written in my notes I'm like she is so obviously a screamer I'm like <laughs> you know now after what we were talking about earlier it, yeah. it is like they might have said the word of the day <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
2: All of, all the all all of the uh, the couches and the armchairs in the lobby or and not in the lounge where they were sitting they were all going Whoa! yeah <laughs> a box That's the only thing that makes sense that was screaming
1: and
0: whatnot what yeah. right. you did is a little mecca becai yeah
2: exactly exactly i was just like oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we've, we've all, a lot of us have had sex. We've all had sex. And in those, there are sounds that you create and they're, they're out of the, they're, you know, they're of joy and, and, and you know, you're kind of into it. That shit was screaming. That was like, I'm slowly cutting off your foot screaming, you know? Yeah, it
0: it's, very weird. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, and then he started screaming too. And I'm thinking, why is this fool screaming? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know. There's just a lot of screaming in this one. Yeah. It, it, it was very, like, an uncomfortable kind of screaming, too. Like, you said, like, I don't know. It it was very odd to me. I didn't really like it that much. But, uh, did you notice, like, like, so they're done with that and they're laying there together. Like, she goes again and says something about it's as perfect as it'll ever get. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, um, I,
0: really really hope that anytime somebody is finishing the way they did that the, somebody is just isn't like oh that was the most perfect way you know so then they're going to expect it every time your neighbors are going to fucking hate you if you were screaming <laughs> like that every time you get off
2: well <laughs> like, and you know it, this was their first time having sex since they've been married so if that was the most perfect i i don't know i got to think about right. that specific line and was like that that's the worst thing you could hear. It really is. Right.
0: Plus because... I imagine that they do this while masturbating too, and they like while they're alone they scream like that too. You know? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> like once she hears life. them in the bathroom every while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hold on, let me write out Right.
0: They make it very well known when they're getting off in that household.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice, nice. <laughs>
0: I need to make, like, my own book of, like, just my own little ideas and renditions of what's going on behind the scenes of Tales from the Crypt. Throw (laughs) my stories out there of what I think's really going on.
2: (laughs) Nice. And then, so, after after that, you know, he drifts off. After she talks about having a baby, I wrote down child, question mark, and was like, now, okay, I have not one child, Okay. Uh, I have I have once on I I have had sex more than once, okay. So to know that on the first go around you're gonna have a child right from the get go. That that to me was like wow that's a like kind of a big assumption to make right on your wedding day right there.
1: Well, uh,
0: yeah, I'm I'm not sure 100 because you know I, like I said I wasn't really around back then yet yeah, at least until yeah. I like, got. Uh, an older state, but, like, did they have things like they do nowadays back then, like the ovulation tests and stuff? Because no, that no. could explain that.
2: No, uh-uh. were, I mean, there was the a pregnancy test, but, I mean, in those, but even then you still need to wait for, like, the next day.
0: Right, well, that's why I said an ovulation test, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that would actually say at least when you're fertile.
2: Well, I, I think what we need is we need your lady listeners to give us their thoughts on ovulation tests in the 80s.
0: Right. Not only that, but I think I might have figured it out. Okay. Um, re- remember we were talking earlier. So when, when Tom Holland did Spider-Man, he came back in time and brought ovulation tests. <laughs>
1: that's what it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh,
0: bitch, that's what it was. Dude, you right. <laughs> Fuck it, A. Tom Holland, you bastard. <laughs> this is Bring all his fault. He ovulation tests in 1983.
1: It's <laughs> so bad <laughs> nice. Tom
0: Holland has had a crazy life. If you listen to us, <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot more crazy than he'd ever admit to.
2: <laughs> so, so after, so after she t- talks to him about the child, which is not that large anyway at that stage,
0: um, and she she does the whole finger thing too. Yeah, kind of like. The whole thing, like if you had a bad breakup, what the girl's going to be doing to you as a joke all yes. the time. Right? That's exactly right. Exactly. And that's what I thought about. I was like, oh, damn, she knows about the small dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: now, this is when he knocks out and has his dream, right? It's, it's right after this.
0: Oh, yeah. They go right into the dream, too. So, and, uh,
2: so he watches the dream, and, you know, you see or the, the go. I don't know if it was a dream or if it was a ghost experience, maybe a bit of both. You know, why it had to have been a ghost experience. He wouldn't dream that. You know, because he right. have no preference for anything. So
0: Yeah, but he wakes up in the bed too. So it kinda like uh it reminds me of like um those older like eighties movies obviously where they do like a haunted house thing. Yeah. And you know, anytime they fall asleep and they have the ghost visions and they still wake up in bed. Like that's what it kinda like reminded me of personally. But so That's it kind of like really made it hard to figure out if it was just a dream the whole time or if it was something supernatural.
2: Right. And then it was like is like was it the bed that was the the time traveling ghost generating vision bed or was it the house? You know, is 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 the house basically like the the mailbox in that movie the in the movie the lake house with Keanu Reeves? you know, where you put something in in one side and then on the other side it comes out like 10 years earlier or something like that.
0: Right. So, um, I'm I'm going to say it was probably the bed because the mailbox would be too hard for Tom Holland to go back in time. So they obviously had to be using the same time machine because it's just too expensive to have two.
2: So the bed, was it actually a time machine bed?
0: Right, brought back from, you know, the 2019 by Tom Holland, who obviously has enough money to make one.
2: Or or really what really could have happened, too. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Thanos snapped his fingers, that energy went across the whole planet. What if the bed, his bed or his mom's bed or something like that, held a little bit of that time stone energy? And then he was in there doing something, maybe rubbing one off. I don't know. And went back in time with the ovulation stuff. Okay, and it's starting to come together now. I'll get, right. I'm getting coming up, you know, with
1: theory.
0: Right. It, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, really, <laughs> when you think about it. Like, <laughs> like, 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 if you're watching this episode, and you automatically do not assume that Tom Holland is responsible for all of this, and <laughs> maybe this show wasn't for you. You know, <laughs> yeah, really, really. <laughs> you know, and you know,
2: and the crypt keeper. Look a little bit like Thanos' telekinetic, like uh, uh, army guy. His uh, one of his five, like generals or whatever.
0: Right. I'm trying to think of which one. Oh,
2: the, the telekinetic one who was tall and really skinny.
0: Yeah, I can't think of his name. I know it too. It's gonna piss me off, dude. <laughs> I I even play this this game. It's a Marvel phone game. And I, gave, I got him on there with like multiple outfits and stuff. Like I, I See, see it's Yeah, like, I, I just can't think of his name though, but I know exactly who you're talking about. He looks
2: just like like he that creature or whatever would be the Cryptkeeper's like great grandkid or something like that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. I can see that, just body just just dying a little bit more.
1: Yeah, you know, know,
2: over a little bit more shriveled, and then was trapped on Earth, and that's how that's what links Tom Holland's time warping bed to back to the. They had to go within their own timeline, and that was the timeline he was attached to.
1: Oh
0: man, we figured it out. (laughs) Now, if there is no episode six, just so people (laughs) realize. They've hunted us down and killed us for figuring out the truth.
2: (laughs) Very nice. Very nice.
0: Oh, man. Someone's going to be very upset with us that we finally spilled the beans on it. (laughs)
2: Sorry,
1: Marvel. We got this one.
0: Right? I'm going to personally apologize to Tom Holland right now. (laughs) I don't want him to come back and get me at an earlier point in my time.
2: Now, and that's just it, is I I didn't, I now, I that is a spoiler alert because that was the real meaning of Spider Man Far From Home. It wasn't far distance wise, distance wise, it was far time wise, you see.
0: Makes perfect sense. (laughs) Spoiler,
1: Spoiler
2: alert, spoiler alert.
0: Right, uh, people are gonna be very upset watching Spider-Man. Now <laughs> we we completely fucked that movie up for them. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. No, it's it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> people appreciate actually knowing the truth behind it. I hope
2: that's right. So, All right. go
0: ahead. So I was gonna say, uh so they're going through the dream, right, and right, uh right. he automatically assumes that it's his wife down there, you know that they, they sound a lot alike, and in fact they it's actually is the same person, yeah, you know the right. actress right. right so uh you know, she you know, he starts to pay attention, you know, he's going down there trying to see what's really going on, and you know. And this couple's obviously like on their honeymoon. They just got together and, you know, they're all over each other and, you know, this is when we first start to meet Richard Eden's character of Alan, you know, and he's only gets a few minutes of screen time, but you know, um they're sitting there talking doing their thing you know they go have sex and you know you're pretty much you know realizing and seeing what happened to you know peggy's parents you know this is what you pretty much come to the conclusion to you know the whole time though you know charles is sitting there thinking you know he's watching his wife cheat which is something very weird too that i noticed like you know, and you know, God forbid, anything like this would ever happen to you. But you know, put yourself into that position for a second. You just have sex with your new wife. You look outside. You think your wife's out there, and then you pretty much go and watch your new wife have sex, right? Like all the way, all the way through. Like, like the wouldn't you say something way before <laughs> you know they yeah. actually with it. Like, like,
2: like when they were outside, you know, getting ready to come inside and be like, honey, what are you doing out here? You
0: know? he, 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 you know, th- this is when the supernatural thing happens, too. It was like when, you know, the only time he actually goes to stop her is when she grabs the axe to kill him. And then you see that he, like, pretty much just able to jump right through her. Like, right. if you were going to be trying to stop something like that from happening, I really feel like it would happen before, you know, the guy actually comes inside your fucking house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Right. Maybe I'm completely crazy, but you know, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe Charles had a lot of problems too, which would make it, you know, <laughs> a little bit more okay for him to be, you know, the way he was about even wanting to be in a relationship with, you know, the bipolar Peggy. You know, maybe with, he
2: was really into this whole voyeuristic, you know, you bang my wife kind of a thing. You never know.
0: Right. No, I I, I <laughs> What's that uh, called? Like a cuckold thing? Because he watched the whole that, time too.
2: Yeah. On the one side, I was like, "Oh well, he's into that, so okay. Well, that sucks for him. You know, whatever, whatever helps him get his rocks off, whatever." Right.
0: You know? I, I'm just. I don't think he got off because we didn't hear any more screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he was just watching for the joy of it. He just liked right. the free show. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know They they don't, they don't really explain that too much But anyways right. he, he tries to stop her And that's when you know like I said earlier like They show that he just goes right through her And you know that's when he You know he pretty much Wakes up like right away after that Damn near right. You know and you know Peggy's like oh it's just a nightmare And you know they're talking And you know he kind of explains What you know was happening in his dream and then that's when you kind of uh, start to realize the twist in the episode. And, uh, you know, Peggy's just like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, you know, it just pretty much says, you know, like she killed him. And, you know, it goes back on again, more and more about, like, the whole, you know, making it perfect and stuff. And, you know, that's when Alan pretty much is just like, uh, or not Alan Charles. But uh, it's pretty much just like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a perfect wedding. I really was trying to kill you. You know, and that's when he grabs the gun. And she's like, oh, you wouldn't have done it. And he goes to shoot the trigger and nothing happens. And she's like, see, I told you. And it pretty much ends right there with um, Charles getting killed.
2: Now, see, I when when I saw the mom in, you know, when they were getting ready to get it on. I the first my first impression was, oh, Peggy, she's not human. She's like a vampire or something like that and did a name change or a witch or something like that. You know,
0: right. I can see that
2: there were the same person, you know, so I was like, okay wait a minute. And then I thought, well, wait. To kind of yes and no. And I thought, okay well, she has a kid. She did the same thing. She she black widowed the husband. You know, they had sex, she killed a husband, she knew there was a baby, somehow, someway, knew that there was a baby, and the baby was going to look identical to her, you know, just right. with a different haircut. So maybe she was a witch. I, I don't know.
0: Huh. But would Tom Holland go back in time to help a witch?
2: Well, maybe he was, uh, yeah, maybe he was, maybe he was just the one who built the house and sold them the bed. I, maybe he was like, "I'm done with this bed. I can't believe it took me back in time. I need to get out of here. You know what? You're nice people. Why don't you? you know, I'll top about for twenty bucks. You take this bed. I'm sold them the bed.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, especially if they are outside of Mexico City. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, all right, all right. I'll save so, this bed for a burro ride back to the
2: states, and right. let's get back, and so I can get back in the country. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so,
0: all uh, right, perfect, makes sense, we finally understand why everything's happening. So, uh, <laughs> now, uh, after this whole scene, you know, with, uh, you know, Charles pretty much getting killed, they do, like, the last real cutscene of the episode before going to the keeper again, which, you know, Aunt Edith is there again, and that's when you're starting to see that, you know, the, the aunt and the... Um, Peggy were actually very, very close and she's hugging on her and stuff, telling her about how she's pregnant and, you know, like I thought it was kind of weird because in a way, Peggy was acting like a 10-year-old kid, like she was asking some really ridiculous questions, you know, but you're just kind of like needing that whole, um uh, companionship type thing from somebody, I guess. But you know, they 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 also allude that you know it is all about family traditions, and I thought this is all like this is pretty much like how their family has been around for as long as they can remember type thing. You know, they don't explain any farther than that.
2: Yeah. So oh, so then then the question that I had at the very end, my so I had two comments towards the very end was that you know when when Charles came back from his dream. He basically went from the asshole "I'm gonna kill you" to "I'm so in love with you, perfect husband, why are you trying to kill me?" So that that was a a, a, a change that I, that I saw in there that I was like, wait a minute, he was trying to kill her anyway, so what's the big deal? Um, right.
0: I I don't know that that one's a harder one to really answer because I think he was just that good of a con artist where he wasn't going to admit to it till it was he it was you know he was you know with his back against the wall there
2: right right and then and then my last note that I had was okay so this is a family obviously it's a family tradition maybe her family's been doing this since however long you know I don't know but who who cleans up. You know, we've already established there have been two amazingly gory and bloody murders, at least two, in this house. And they weren't like, you got shot, there's a hole, you know, and there's some blood running out. There's, like, blood and stuff everywhere.
0: Right. You know? Um, it had to have a, been Aunt Edith.
2: I, I agree. I agree. I had to be the aunt. I think that that aunt... I, so, my... So what I'm thinking is that okay, so
0: Peggy and her mom, uh Freda, is it Freda? Um. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think they actually do. They go through it too much the. Maybe they. The, did, maybe they I, I think that was from the comic. Yeah, from the comic,
2: yeah. Yeah, they
0: they, they they they. I don't think they actually went very specific with uh the TV show, but yes, yeah, yeah, but um. So yeah, I don't know. I wish they would have shown what really happened to Peggy's mom.
2: Yeah, and I and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so but I'm thinking, okay, yeah, because there was just so much unanswered stuff about the mother. There's a lot of unanswered stuff, but I thought, how could this make sense? So I was like, okay, right. what, what if Peggy is everlasting? You know, she's a witch, she's immortal, whatever. She's a vampire, she's a witch, however that works out. And the aunt is her like, if she's a vampire? There's a Van Helsing who is also immortal. You know what I mean? Right. The 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 Alfred the Batman. She's the one who, as long as Peggy survives through the ages, she'll survive with her. But she's the one that's got to go over and clean the house. She's got to clean up all the blood. She's got to respackle the bedroom and the main lounge area. Um, right, kind of like an Igor. Yeah, she's the Igor. She's the one that's like, okay, well, I know she's getting married, and they're gonna head down this way. I gotta make it look like this tree's just falling over. You know, she's the one who's like the grunt in all of it.
0: Right. So I'm thinking,
2: yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm thinking, that's a really crappy job to be like forever a butler or like a. I don't know.
0: Right. Well, at least you know with the Tales from the Crypt version, it was you know, she wasn't rotting away or anything like they did with the uh, vampire in Brooklyn. Right. With the ghoul character there, and it was like his right. arm fell off and everything. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it could have been a lot worse for her, but yeah, I, I, I yeah, that, that's very true. I, I can see how that comes into play. And um, it is such a shame that the comic book actually ruined so many of our theories. I know, <laughs> I know it totally. totally
2: right. Right. And I was like, as I was reading the comic, I was like, oh, well, as much as I didn't like that that personal space argument at the very beginning, that it felt like it didn't need to be there, when I read the comic, was like, oh, you know what? I'm reading the comic now, and I'm reading the comic going, it does give me a little context into the whole story, and it puts this spin on Charles that kind of wasn't there in the comic. In the comic, that it was just a dude, you know, it
1: Right. Just
2: a normal guy. And he got killed, you know, and it didn't have these other like backstories associated. I kind of liked those backstories a
1: little bit.
0: Right. It definitely adds a lot more to the reasoning behind yeah. everything. So, um, you know, that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the comic issue a little bit. OK, now. For those who uh, don't know or didn't hear what I said in the beginning of the episode, this is based off of the uh, Haunt of Fear issue number 19. And uh, this was one of the Vault of Horror comics and, you know, I'm not sure Nash is, you know, how familiar you are with the comic series, but every one of them is kind of set up like an anthology so with every issue you have you know a few stories each one being told by one of the different personas of the comic books which you had the witch the vault keeper and the crypt keeper so not every story that you read for the comic book that did make it for tales from the crypt was told by the crypt keeper so you know like for instance this one this was told by the vault keeper in the comic book but you know on the show by the crypt keeper which right. I think that was the only real persona they did. I think they did do the Vault Keeper in um, the older movie, The Vault of Horror, but that was, uh, I think, the only time they really had him as far as, like, a live-action thing. But Hmm, um,
2: okay.
0: Anyways, you know, with, with the comic book, you know, it's pretty much almost identical, damn near. Really? You know... You, like, you know, yeah, there's very small differences, and, you know, I strongly suggest people go to, like, uh, Comixology has them all on there. You know, you might have to spend a small subscription fee, but, um, you know, even if you um, go to, like, Google Play and go there, you can actually buy the volumes of the comic books on there. So it's it's pretty cool, and, you know, there, there's lots of other websites, too, out there that, you know reference the comics to show them and because a lot of these ones are pretty hard to find, you know, especially if you're looking for like originals, you're going to be spending out the ass,
2: but right right.
0: now, um, you yeah, know, I, I, go I
2: got to, I was going to say, I got to say the, the, uh, the, cause I, I watched the, the episode first and then went back and I read the comic and I got to say, if I hadn't read the comic, the episode for me, you know, and this might be for, for a later bit down when we talk about it. I, I, I think that the comic really enriched the episode, and they both kind of worked, they helped each other much more than I was expecting.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, they they do a pretty good job with it, too, you know, yeah. especially with like the small details that get updated and changed. I, I I really appreciate those, you know, very specifically. But then, you know, like just the small little differences and then the adding to the story, too, because, you know, there, there's actually, you know, probably about I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll mention all of them. But, you know, for instance, you know, in, in the comic book, we figure out what happened to Peggy's mom right you know th- things like that so you know it's it's very interesting and it's really cool to see how they've actually updated these i thought
2: yeah i i really i really enjoyed having the comic right there because like i said where there where there were gaps in the show the comic filled in and vice versa and i for me it it really it took up it took up the whole like appreciation a couple notches up just because i had the other one to go to to base it off of and go oh okay Oh, that makes sense, and oh, I can see why they did this, and I can see why they didn't do this in the beginning. Or I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Right. So, um, you know, with, with with the comic book, you know, we'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit more. Um, I thought it was very interesting. Like the first real big difference, which I thought was better in the comic than the TV show with instead of them being in a story night and everything and coming across the big old tree pretty much the car just dies and then you know which you know i guess it could happen but usually it's not a really big issue it's probably like your alternator that's like you know an hour fix or just get a jump and go as far as you can the next time but um you know, I guess but probably in the 50s, it was probably a little bit more difficult. I'm not 100% sure. Like I said before, I'm not around back then, obviously. I'm not Tom Holland. I can't time travel. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine, you know, it was probably pretty difficult to get a jump in the middle of uh, nowhere.
2: Well, yeah, and and that wasn't uncommon for, for cars to just putter out, you know, to, to stop functioning. And, I mean, it didn't happen all the time, but it's not like now where... You know, it, it, it's rare to see a car broken down on the side of the road. It, right. You, you don't see that very often. Back in the day, back in the fifties, that's like when my dad was around I and mean, when he was born, that happened from time to time. You know, technology wasn't as good, the hoses and belts broke more frequently while you were driving. So occasionally it happened more. So when they when they did that, instead of the tree falling over in the rain, I actually kinda like, okay. You know, because it took out a part of the show that I thought wasn't really all that necessary. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right, I, I completely agree about that, and I'm assuming we're just talking about the cherry hole aspect. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, th- and, but then I, like, I guess, like, to me, I guess doing the whole scene with the tree was kind of to right away establish what kind of person right. Charles was. Right. So, you know, right. to really get his character out there. Like, hey, this guy is very into himself. You could tell he's as materialistic as, you know, like a, an 80s model of the you know the time. You know what I mean? Right. right. He, he really gave that impression of what he was truly about, which I kind of like that way as well. But, you know. Yeah. Anyways, and then um you know, they they see the house just with a flash of lightning, which but the comic issues, um if you go back and um I've read quite I know a few of them already for the show, but they use this lightning trick more than once to say the uh, least. Well <laughs> like,
2: yeah, keep in mind it was the fifties, so they didn't have like, yeah, like flashlights.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: They didn't really have a whole lot of devices they could use to have something jump out at you. So they had to use something like that, you know. So anytime they needed to, like, discover something and it was dark, there was lightning.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like that right there, you know, but I still appreciated the way they did it all. I thought it was a lot of fun. I I really liked the art in the issue, too. (laughs) Well,
2: they had the wife, like, kind of curled up next to him while he was driving, and they did the was it the horizontal pain with her where you saw her curled up with her legs up on the seat?
0: Yeah. It kind of like laying like partially onto them, but yeah,
2: yeah. like that's really nice. You you get a feel from that image right there. And it was, i I, it's not something that I expected, but it was like, it actually gave you like, it showed their affection, you know, like when you cuddling with your wife on the couch, that's what she does, you know?
0: Right now. Um, I'm not sure how much of the history of EC Comics you know about, but... Um,
2: uh, little. Little?
0: Little all right. little, so, little, the little. So you know that a big part of the reason that, you know, they kind of got shut down and everything was kind of for being pretty graphic.
2: Yeah, and that's when they came up with the comic code and all of that good stuff. Right, right.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to get into all that right now, but... um. Did you see how they did the transition of the sex scene?
2: I did. I, it, how it was like they did a, a, the, what, the different pains, but they were all like just dialogue. They were different. Nothing roles. on there. And they, yeah. they
0: were like emotionally um, like yeah. intertwined or something. They yeah. very, very just like slightly hint at what it is. Yeah. But this was too extreme for back then. Yeah. And, like you know, you don't get, like, with the comic issue, they don't really do too much of the sex scenes, really, like they do in the, you know, the the TV show. The 80s were a very special time when boobs were appreciated by all. But and the 50s, it probably wasn't so much.
2: Yeah, no, the, I, I would imagine that when they showed her co- uh, uh, cuddling up in the bench seat in the car and they showed her, because she had a skirt on, me after her shoes I bet that was racy and that was almost too much
0: right yeah definitely but like I don't know it was something about that sex scene like really stuck out to me you know and there was no screaming either which really kind of let me down I was hoping there was going to be at least a screaming panel with it but you know I I don't make everything (laughs) (laughs) it would have been too amazing Oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> so, um, you know, other than that, um, some of the other, like, um, bigger changes were like the, uh, the flashback scene, you right. know, with that flashback scene, they, they established that this house is actually, and I kind of thought it was a little odd, but they, they called it the honeymoon cottage. Right. You know, he, he, he bought it, I. Like, would you buy a cottage just to use for your honeymoon?
2: <laughs> well, and it didn't. Uh, no, no, I mean, no, But maybe. But that could have been a rental.
0: True. You know? I, uh, Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, if you if you had a house and it was off in the woods and near the city, and it, that's what it was, and you just rented it for a week or so, and you could rent it out as a honeymoon cottage, and maybe that's what it was called. You know, and you just need to go in there with some lysol and clean it up from time to time and right that be it might be a good
0: rental it might be a good business model right that's, uh, that's true now um one of the things that I noticed and we we kind of skipped over it a little bit with the t v show with um so we noticed that with the comic issue, mm-hmm. the um Charles character picks up uh was it Frida, and carries her into the room, yeah. Now it, it, that, we didn't talk about it, like I said, but did you notice, like in the actual episode that we watched, like she had to specifically yeah. let him know that that's what you're supposed to do?
2: Yeah, she had to mention it, kind of kind of dog him to do it, and that's and I, you know, looking at the episode as a whole, you know, I'm thinking which which way was the better way? Do you know what I mean? In in the show. He kinda of deserved it a little bit. She ended up being definitely more psycho, but he was one his character was one that I was like, Well, I'm not really torn up about it because he was a piece of he was a piece of shit anyway. But right. in in the comic, I was like, That dude was just a guy who was happy and got fell in love and married his wife.
0: Right, yeah, it's like they tried to give you a reason to hate the guy in the yeah. con- like in the TV show. Yeah,
2: but, because you know. they probably felt they probably read that and thought, you know what, this is a good story, but you don't ever you actually end up feeling a little bad for the father who died, you know, or for Charles who died, and you you don't really want that. You want to like he deserved it, kind of a thing, you know.
0: Right now, um. You know, to continue from there, you know, they do the whole, you know, the flashback scene, you know, right. like I already said. And, um you know, once they do the whole, you know, waking up and all that stuff, it's, it's v- virtually like the same thing. Yeah. Now, I think one of the next, like, real big differences that I saw, and, you know, maybe it's just like my twisted sense of humor and everything, but I really enjoyed reading this part of it. Now, she goes ahead and she chops up her husband with the battle axe. Right. But then did you catch what they said afterwards? Uh, what was that? She went back to bed with her husband's bloody remains. Oh,
2: no, I missed
0: that. Yes.
2: So, <laughs> she was straight up crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I I I just I thought that was uh pretty insane there. And then um yeah I kind of like went past it already, but there's also a uh, you know a panel where they're talking about what happened to Peggy's mom, which uh you know she actually died give, um, giving childbirth
2: yeah yeah see and i miss i missed some of those the finer points i i did i miss i missed that about dying during childbirth, but I also missed going back to bed with her husband's remains because that's just crazy shit.
0: Right, and I, you know, that might have been part of the reason why they were a little bit a, uh, a bit advanced on the people of the day. I yeah. you know, I But it was, it was, it was. I don't know. It was something that was said in there that was, you know, it caught me and you know really had me, you know, captivated with it. But then again, the only things that I really am part of are things of a more horror genre. <laughs> it, it, like for some really sick reason, I really love it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> see, but that that to me,
2: so I actually like now see if you had put the part where the dying and in childbirth into the show, to me that would have felt that I then I wouldn't have gone I wouldn't have thought paranormal vampire, you know, everlasting witch person at all. I would have just thought, Oh wow, well, that's what she is she was following in her mother's footsteps and not Maybe she is her mother, or you
0: know, or right? Yeah, who they? This I don't know. It's like they, 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 they must have left off these little things just to really keep you thinking the whole time, so that you wouldn't be able to really guess what was going on next. Damn you
2: short know?
0: writers. Right, you know, like you said, though, man. Like, um, you know, these right here were like, you know, they had the little twists on them and everything, and you know, they gotta still appreciate it for what it was, and it was a lot of fun.
2: Oh and, and I mean to think about it, that comic for being in the 50s. Oh my god, that was Racy in Spots. It was really really ahead of its time in the level of psychology. I I think that was I think that was fantastic for especially for the 50s. Oh, oh yeah.
0: You know, yeah. I think,
2: was, I think it was ahead of its time.
0: Oh, definitely was. And you know, considering that you know when we talk about these like uh you know we, we are you know pretty much explaining like how little the differences are between these you know from the comics to right. now, so like they are literally changing very, very small details that do not really affect the story in a major way, and they're still holding up thirty years after they were written that's just, that's,
2: that just goes to show right now we're, we're dipping into the pool of comics for our stories for movies right for because they're so well crafted. And, and I really, really thought out. And I, I, I agree with that 100%. And this is just All an right. example that was there already from, you know, 50, 60 years ago. God.
0: Right. That's one of the things that gets me, though. Is like, um, you know, usually when people are doing a lot of these comparisons, when they're talking about the source material of a comic, it's usually not nineteen fifty. Right, And uh, th- th- that's one of the things that I really find really cool about the tales from the crypt series is the fact that everything is referenced within this 1950 to 1955 period. Yeah. So like, and, and it's so much older than what most of these other comic book movies and shows are based off of, which I, I find crazy, you know, considering that these stories aren't just holding up from being a comic to a TV show, but they're holding up from a huge time span in between.
1: Oh
2: yeah. Massive. And just a. To- the concepts that, that they're putting out there are just they're just amazing i mean it's not and they're not talking about superheroes or anything like that. This is actually to get a comic book with this dark, dark concept in it oh man it's just that's just fantastic it's just kudos you know that is absolutely fantastic
0: right they they did a great job and um yeah. you know to to finish that off the you know the whole comic part like did you notice that they actually had Almost the identical outro, too, with the vault keeper and the crib keeper. Yeah. They even made yeah. the same jokes about the family traditions.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It was like, that, that was just, I just think it's fantastic. When they, when they adapted that comic, they're, they're just geniuses. I, I think they did a very good job with it.
0: Right, I, I couldn't agree more. So, um... You know, we, we went ahead, we talked about the episode, we talked about the comic. Why don't we go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and we will come back with our thoughts on this episode.
1: Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com.
2: Everything about our food is changing. The way we cook it, the way we eat it, and the way we share it. And that's why I'm encouraging you to come and check out Pardon My Fork. Conveniently packaged in hour-long episodes and available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and at PardonMyFork.com. We are talking to home cooks, chefs, food network stars, and world food champions. So cleanse your palate and come and get a heaping helping of Pardon My Fork. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight to the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death? Taxes and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany.
1: It's a me, Giovanni Lombardo Shut up. I call bullshit. I
2: demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot.
0: This is a weird movie, huh?
2: It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm gonna
0: strike. You with my jockey
2: shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right. Well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher
0: Radio, and
1: TrickOrTreatRadio.com. I read there, And
0: welcome back to Tales from the Podcast. I'm your host JB, and once again, I'm also here with uh, my buddy Nash. Hey, what's up? Hey. So, Nash, we've uh. We've read this issue together, which, you know, congratulations on actually being my first guest to really go through and read the comic book with me.
2: I'm, I'm glad you sent it over because I got to tell you, like I said before, it, having the both there really jumped my appreciation for both quite a bit. And it really gives me a lot of reverence for writing comics in the 50s versus then telling the story. Now, cause I, like I said, I saw the Tales from the Crypt back in the 80s when they were fresh on HBO but and i thought well what is this this has not you know it's, it's just kind of creepy scary whatever but now it's like wait a minute that was step 2 oh my appreciation just went through the roof because of that comic yeah
0: well that's awesome i was um very happy i'm able to introduce somebody to it and they actually enjoy it yeah, yeah. U- usually i get the whole thing is uh why did you let my kid check out serbian film or you know one of those <laughs> types of things so <laughs> so it's kind of nice to actually have somebody appreciate what I've done <laughs> oh yeah
2: I mean I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a comic guy from back in the day now granted now Mark who was on before look he now he when we're talking about age is considerably older than I am so he goes back almost to be able to read that comic from the 50s like live he was there Ooh. but he's an old 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 guy <laughs> um, well, I'm not quite as old as he is, but like I said, I do, I do go back. Just not as far.
0: Right. Now, keep in mind this that Mark does listen to this, um, these episodes. So. Oh, okay. oh, oh, sorry, sorry. So, right. sorry. Oh. Right. oh, wait. That's an organ. Oh, no. Did you just come?
1: <laughs> God damn it. Oh.
0: Episode five, I had my first guest come live on air. (laughs) That's
2: right. That's right.
0: (laughs) I think I just finally figured out what I'm going to do for my first commercial. (laughs)
2: That's right. Tell the podcast. Ah!
0: Listen, every other week, we make Nash (laughs) come. So, uh, so since we went ahead and, uh, you know, like I said, we read and watched all these episodes, why don't we talk a little bit more about, you know, what we thought about these? And uh, after you get done talking about that, you know, go ahead and give us a rating, one through ten. You know, one being the worst, ten being the best.
2: Okay, okay. Let's see. So when it came to, let me see here. When it came to the show, now, now, do, are we going to do the the should we do the show and then the comic individually or as a whole?
0: As as, as a whole, we're going to go uh, ahead and just do the story as a whole.
2: Okay. Well, if I was to give the story as a whole a one through ten, oh, that's a okay. I got to think about this for a minute. <laughs> well, because I'm taking into account the age of the story, also. You know, it's, right. That if 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 I was a person in the '50s reading this comic, what would I give that comic? Being a person from the '80s, when I watched that in the '80s, I would in the '80s I would have given the show like maybe a four, four and a half. I because at that time I was young, I didn't get what was happening, I didn't see the nuances. Right in the the 50s, that comic would have been probably I put it about as like almost an eight. That's fair. The the psychological twist in that time, uh, you know, being able to because it, it, it we did have superheroes back in the day, back at that age, but they were few and far between. Um, now seeing the show. I enjoyed the show a lot more. I took my show watching it to maybe, I would say, it took the show to about, I would say, about a six and a half, a seven. And the comic for me, the comic went up to about a nine, because I appreciated all the nuances in the comic that that were there, and I and I know the reasons why they when they when they were talking about the sex scene and why they did that. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it about, uh, I'm
0: going to give it an eight. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty damn good rating, you know, for what I would consider the first, like, truly, like, real serious episode of the, you know, yeah. the, you know, the series, especially season one, you know, there wasn't a lot of the cheesiness or anything to it. But, yeah. Well, it's a, uh, that's. Pretty good rating, man, and
2: I I liked it. And 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 a lot of that for me was, I mean, don't get me wrong, I I liked the show. There were some things about the show I found enjoyable and funny, and like, oh my gosh, I remember shoulder pads like that and the long (laughs) hair, and you know, I remember some of the nuances there. But now to bring in, you know, thirty years after the show happened, to bring in that comic from freaking sixty years ago. Sixty, almost seventy years ago. Wow, that that enriched everything, and and it's really like a, the comic and the show, went together like 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 a zipper, like a you know the different pieces like a cog, you know like a machine, where one filled in, one wasn't there, and it filled in the other gap, and it just they made sense put together, and they filled they they, they completed each other. That's I think the two of them together, I had a great time. I, I had a I had a great time watching it and then reading the comic. I, yeah, I'm gonna give it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a, 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 a maybe even an eight and a half. I had a great time with
0: it. Wow, wow. And, you know, and um, you know, myself, I'm I really can't argue too much. You know, I've seen a lot more of these episodes than probably the majority of uh, anybody out there. But um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and get this myself probably about a seven and a half. It was yeah. a lot of fun. And, you know, like just like you said, you know, with the comic book, it does add so much to it. And, you know, I explained this in, you know, earlier episodes of my show. But with me, I am not reading these comic books until I'm actually doing that episode. Right. So I will go ahead and, you know, I've watched the show, you know, so many times all the way through, you know, every movie, all of the episodes, this, the cartoon. Hell, I've even seen the game show, which <laughs> <laughs> most people don't even know there was one. <laughs> You know going back though, and actually getting this comic book of it too, like you know like you said, it really adds a lot to it, and it fills in all the spots that kinda aren't there and It's not yeah. like the show is really lacking. it's like the comic book is just adding more, yeah. which is kind of backwards, really, because really it's a show that's just adding a visual to a story told you know years prior. But it, it's it's really cool. It is a lot of fun, and I, you know, I've you know, I've mentioned this before too. But I really like how, for the most part, these uh, even with the endings, you're getting the same kind of puns and stuff from the comic right. books. Like they really did not change. Very, I mean, like you said, very very little going from a comic from the '50s to the '80s, and then you know, not watching them nowadays. You know, even thinking about you know what they thought about back then, like. It, it it still just holds up so well, though. Oh, and, I know. It, you know, right. I, I find it crazy how well it actually holds up.
2: Well, and just like, you know, there have been so many adaptations from books. And, you know, like recently, not super recently, but like when they did The Lord of the Rings, fantastic adaptation. They, they did leave out large chunks of the book that I don't know were integral to the whole story, but there were parts of the book that were left out.
0: Are you talking about the extended versions of them or the regular yeah. versions?
2: You know, the, there was like the, the the Tom Bombadil part of it. There was a there was there were there were pieces that that were just omitted in the movie because it would have made it a four hour movie or a five hour movie.
0: Right. Where this that book was really tough, though. You know, to be fair. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it was, it was. Um, but in this case, but that's true of a lot of books. It's kind of a rule of thumb that if you if you want to see a movie that's about a book go see the movie first because you'll like the movie then read the book because then you'll like the book and you'll find out what you missed
1: right you
0: know that's what i did with the um you know lord of the Rings series myself but i don't know maybe it was just because i bought a special edition of the book that came with all of them in one and it was this extremely large hardcover and, you know, they actually put the Elvish in there, and didn't fucking translate it for you. You had to go to the back of the book and yeah. look up the Elven Dictionary thing there and the maps and they had in the back and figure it all out by yourself. Like, they, that book was really hard to get to through. <laughs> it right, took me a right. while, dude, I'll be honest with you. And I'm but not exactly like, the dumbest guy in the world, either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, this show and that comic, I don't want to say, but they were almost equal in length. And there weren't big pieces that were omitted from the show. And there weren't big pieces that were omitted in the comic from the show. There, right. are, there are some pieces, yes, but they really merged together almost on the same time frame. It's like, it took me, when I went through and I read the comic, I, I'm, a, I'm a fast reader, but it seemed like the show and the comic meshed both in story length and in story almost perfectly to come together, to join together. It, it wasn't like, oh, I didn't even understand this, or, you know, where did that come from? Or, you know, it, they just came together really nicely, and I really liked it for that reason.
1: Right.
0: It, it almost seemed like even while reading it, like even the events happening were happening yeah. around the same time. So I know exactly what you mean there. But yeah, dude, it, it was it was crazy how well this one fit in. And I, you know, a lot of the other episodes they you know they fit in almost as good too but this one specifically really fits in very very well dude it's yeah. crazy and it it gives you a lot of appreciation for the work that you know Michael McDowell did and Tom Holland considering that they took the source material and pretty much ran it through frame by frame Which is really cool, you know, even with modern comic books, you know, they can't figure that out, right? Look at that uh, last Thor movie. How many comic books were in that one movie? Well, that's
2: exactly (laughs) right, that Ragnarok, because it had Planet Hulk in it, it, and it just, it breezed over a lot of stuff very quickly.
0: Right, right. Just, you know, it just took what it wanted to from where it wanted to. But, you know, it gave me a lot more appreciation because, you know, like I said, you know, McDonald and Holland were able to take that source material and put out something really, really good without having to grab for extras. They right. were able to sit there and, you know, put out that good show with just the source material. And it, it was really cool.
2: Yeah, and they did a good job on it. They did a good job respecting the source material and enhancing it in a way that didn't detract. From the source
0: material, yeah. Right, right. And they they made it a lot of fun, too. It, it wasn't boring, either. They were right. still able to keep it exciting, even though, you know, really, when you're reading it and everything, it's not like a super exciting thing. But, you know, they were still able to, you know, make it captivating enough where you actually wanted to finish the episode. And, right. you know, most things that were made in the late 80s, if, some shows were pretty hard to watch back then, especially when trying to watch them nowadays.
2: Uh, you know what, Knight Rider is always an eternal show. You know, um, you don't hassle the Hoff, okay? That is a show. That is <laughs> you know, and when Beastmaster was in the was in syndication, also those were good shows, man. But they did <laughs> not. They don't. They don't age very well. I know.
0: no 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 no. and and, and, you know that's kind of like what i'm saying though it's like you know there were good shows back then but you know i'm not arguing that at all but for them to be able to age as well is definitely yeah you know they were able to keep it like almost timeless with these stories that they told which is something that you really have to look at and really try to do when making something that you want to be able to hold up over time it has to be timeless
2: even like this episode of tales from the crypt If you took this episode of Tales from the Crypt and you updated like their haircuts and their clothes, you could and just a few little details throughout without even without modifying the story at all, it would be completely updated. The story itself and everything about it, except for maybe like his long luxurious hair or there's a few little nuances that they could update like their car. Or the gun in the glove box, or the fact that I can't read a map. Yeah, but you know that
0: was. And they can go backwards with that too. You know what I mean? Like you could take that from the 1950s and take it all the way back to like the old Wild West times. You know what I mean? And still throw that story in there and be on horses, and there actually be a tree or something that gets in the way. But you know, there's like I said, it's a timeless story, which is really cool. And I I have a lot of appreciation when somebody could do that, because it's a little bit more difficult than you imagine, you know, especially when you're making a movie or a film or anything, because everything in there is going to pretty much, you know, equate to it being timeless or not. So for them to actually do that and then make it as passable as they did, I thought was really cool. Yeah,
2: I really really had a good time.
0: Right. And, you know, I I had a great time with you on here, man. I, I appreciate you coming on, too, man. You know, it's been a lot of fun.
2: Hey, pleasure. Pleasure. Anytime.
0: Right. Well, hey, I'm going to hold you up to that. All right, all right. <laughs> so,
2: like um, I said, I'm definitely, definitely considerably younger than Mark on the paranormal. <laughs> if there's a resemblance to the Crypt Keeper directly, like a straight line, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you'd be like, wow, I didn't know you <laughs> aged so well. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got to make sure multiple times say, hey, yes, I am way younger than Mark. <laughs> way younger than him. <laughs> Mark's gonna think this is like a personal attack on him. Right he keep right. saying that. It's all right. Be like what the hell? All right. what the hell? In fact, when I when I edit this, I'm gonna take that line. I'm considerably much older than Mark, and I'm gonna put it like every forty seconds, like subliminal <laughs> messaging in the background.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice, know? very nice. Right.
0: So, um, anyways, before we end the show. Why don't you go ahead and tell all the listeners where they can find you and your show?
2: Well, we are uh, Paranormal Punchers. You, if you just type in any like uh, Apple i uh, any Apple device on your podcast search, any iTunes podcast, Stitcher, uh, we're on all the major feeds uh, under Paranormal Punchers. Uh, you'll see when you get there, there's an image of our, which is our, our comic book image of the four of us there, Paranormal Punchers, right across the top, kind of on our, our, our first comic book uh, uh, investigation. And you can find, we've got our website. If you just Google search Paranormal Punchers, you'll find us there uh, with all the links to our bios and, and t shirts and all that good stuff and comic books you can buy. We've got a second comic book coming out here shortly. And we're looking right now to do possibly maybe a road trip and doing a, some kind of a spin off to where maybe we're playing kind of a and d style thing in the Paranormal Punchers comic universe. So all, all kinds of stuff going, all kinds of stuff in the works.
0: That that's, uh, sounds very interesting. And, uh, you know, let me go ahead and add to that, too. Like, that comic book is so much fun. I, um, I'm not sure how... Uh... You know, if I was the first, but I know I was at least in the first, yeah. you know, handful of people that yeah. got one, and uh, I actually got mine signed by everybody. So I really hope you guys make it big, so that my <laughs> collection makes it a little bit more worthwhile. Like no, I, I, I feel I, like all my Alex DeCampi books jumped <laughs> up with her last sign-ons with like Marvel and stuff. So
2: <laughs> yeah, you right there. So that's that's kind of what we did. We all have like a, we all did the signatures, and then we got one to keep like open, and then one to frame. So we had our comic book all signed in the whole nine yards because we're all comic
0: book nerds, So, Right, and that, that's, that's so cool. Like, I, I really like what you guys did with the comic series that you guys have so far. It's so much fun, and I'm super excited, even though it's been a while. Yeah. You, know, you guys got to get on top of that. I need issue two, damn it. I, and, I, I can only read issue one so many times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and we want to say definitely, because we said it before, but thank you so much for – for your your contributions to the show also. You're uh, a mainstay of people who are writing in and, and and sharing stories and kind of leading us in the right direction and
0: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well you know, well what like, what did Mark say the last time you guys read it? He's like, What the hell was he smoking? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Which I replied very promptly. That's right. You know exactly what I was talking about. That's on. exactly
2: right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and who knows sometimes what comes out of our mouth when we're like, you know, four or five beers deep in each of us and then we get on and start podcasting. So who knows?
0: Right. I, I get it, dude. It's, yeah. it's it's cool, though. And, you know, I, I appreciate you guys for all you do and I really appreciate your show. Well, thank so, you, uh, thank you right and um so on that i'm gonna go ahead and uh you want to say goodbye before i take us out of here
2: hey goodbye everybody thank you so much for listening and it's been a blast being on I i look forward to doing it again
0: awesome dude and i do too and you know i'll go ahead i'll take us out and just um you know this is jb with tales from the podcast and um you know i'll see you next time